0: Welcome to The Keisha Wright Show, a weekly faith-based podcast for sisters, where we talk about everything concerning women. You name it, we'll cover it. There's no issue or topic off limits to God, and on this podcast, we'll expand the conversations. I'm your host and humble servant, Keisha Wright, licensed mental health therapist in the state of Maryland and Transformation Coach. As a therapist, it is my responsibility to advise you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for services from your very own mental health professional. Hello, 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 beautiful people. It's me, Keisha, your humble servant and host. And as I always do, At the beginning of each episode, I want to extend a heartfelt thank you and express genuine appreciation for you tuning in and supporting my show. So this is the segment of the show where we do our self-check. How are you guys doing today? How are you really doing? Be true to yourself about what's going on with you. So we do these regular check-ins to evaluate how we're doing, And to see if we are taking care of ourselves. I strongly urge you as women to take care of yourself because a lot of times we are so um, consumed with taking care of other people that we do not look after ourselves like we should. So as I always do last week, um, well, I go over what we talked about during this segment the week before. So last week we talked about how you are spending your energy. And I really hope that you gave that some thought. How are you spending your energy? I specifically asked you what you are doing that is not worth the energy that you have to spend doing it. I also asked you to consider how you are spending your energy. And I asked, are you aware of when you are just flat out wasting your time and wasting your energy. Who are you spending your energy on and what is your return? Are you, is there a return on the energy that you are spending? I gave you five things that may indicate that you are wasting your energy. And I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode so that you can get all of that good information. So during this week's episode, you know, the self check that I want you to do is on the matters of your heart. I want you to evaluate how the matters of your heart are influencing your life. In other words, what I'm asking you is, have there been some life's experiences that directly impact how you think, how you speak, and how you behave. Are there things about you that you don't really like about yourself and you you haven't quite figured out how to stop whatever this is? Are there things about you that others have po- pointed out? Are there things about you that others Um, in your life have pointed out and you may agree with them that you are flawed in certain areas and you just have not been able to, to do what needs to be done to make the necessary adjustments or changes. So let me just ask you, are you negative? Are you angry? Are you unfriendly? Are you disloyal, untrusting? Are your thoughts negative? Do you say mean things to yourself? Is your self-esteem damaged? You know, these are just some questions that I'm just throwing out there that if you answer that you have some issues in some of these areas, it may be due to matters of the heart. And so ironically this week, the the topic that I'm asking you to evaluate is the same topic for today's um, episode. Today's episode is entitled Matters of the Heart. But before I go into that, I want to just do a quick recap of last week's um, episode because it ties in together really well with this week's. And so last week I, I talked about Jacob and Esau and how Jacob stole Esau, his twin brother's birthright, and when Esau found out, oh, let me just tell you, this is coming out of Genesis, uh, chapter thirty-two, starting at around the twenty-second verse. Uh, so when Esau found out that his brother stole his his birthright, he vowed to kill him. And when Jacob heard about that, Jacob ran. And so Jacob ran. He stayed away from you for years and years until God gave Jacob instructions that he needed to go back. And of course, Jacob had some anxiety about going back to, uh, to where his brother lived because you know, his brother vowed to kill him. So, you know, you have to go back and read the story to get all of the good information. But what I focused on last week was when Jacob sent his family ahead of him and he had some time alone. And while he was alone, he was visited by a man that he wrestled with. Jacob prevailed, um, but during the wrestling match, the man said, let me go. And Jacob said to the man, I will not let you go until you bless me. Turns out, you got to read the story for yourself. Turns out that the man that Jacob was wrestling with was God. And as a result of him, Staying in the face of God and wrestling with God, the Lord blessed him. And so the point that I brought out last week was that a lot of us are wrestling with the wrong people. And the Lord said that to me directly. He said to me, you are wrestling with the wrong people. And he specifically said to me, stop wrestling with your husband. And so what I talked about last week was us letting folks off the hook, the people that have hurt us. We're looking to these people that have hurt us to restore our hurtful places. And I'm telling you that they cannot do it. The only person that can restore your hurtful place is the Lord. And that is who we need to wrestle with. We need to wrestle with him for our deliverance, and for our healing. And so please listen to that episode so that you can get all of the information and so that we can stop wrestling with the wrong people because what you are wrestling with them for, I promise you, only God has it. Amen. So let's just move right along into today's um, episode which I mentioned is entitled matters of the heart. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start out with a few scriptures and this is going to be two parts because it's too much to try to get into one episode. So this episode I am going to talk about the scripture and I'm telling you, it's, it's very interesting what I'm going to be talking about. We're talking about matters of the heart and I'm going to point some things out in scripture that we may be struggling with as a result of some of the things that we have been through in our lives. And then in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how these things that we have been through have impacted our thinking, causing distorted thoughts, which lend to distorted behavior or misbehavior and so um, I'm going to start by talking about uh, the scripture and the first scripture is Proverbs 4 verse 23 and it says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the issues of life and a lot of us sisters we know we have some issues we have some issues and God is telling us right here where the issues come from. It's out of that heart place, that soulish place. It's, it's, we have some issues. We have some things that have been done to us that are they, they're in our heart and they impact how we're showing up in the world today. And so Proverbs 423 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So what this is saying is that we must set a strict guard upon all the avenues of entry into our hearts. We we have to guard ourselves from being defiled by sin and we have to guard ourselves from being disturbed by trouble. And so what I want to say about this and the question I want to ask is, what happens so when we read this guard our hearts we automatically think about guarding ourselves from things that may happen we have to guard ourselves from this person or we have to guard ourselves from from that or we have to guard ourselves from this sin or from that sin but my question to you is what happens when the thing that we need to guard ourselves from is already within us what happens when the thing that we need to guard ourselves from is already within us and what i'm talking about today are the things that as women that we have been through in our lives the difficult things that have scarred us that cause us to act in and think in certain ways and quite honestly, we're not even aware of it. We're not even able to connect the dots as to why we are doing some of the things that we're doing. And so I apologize. I don't know what's going on right now. It's like I want to have this coffin spell, and I'm trying to stop it from coming. Um, we're not always aware of why we are doing and saying the things that we're doing and saying. And a lot of times it's because we have been hurt into certain behaviors because we have been through things in our lives that cause us to act in a certain way. And so um, another scripture that I want to, to share is Jeremiah seventeen nine. And this scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. And so a lot of times when we, when we hear words like wicked, it it makes us feel like, um, automatically like that's not us because we're not wicked people. And, you know, I, I want you to not see things, um, you, you know, like when you hear words like wicked, you, you think like this can't be me because all of us have some wickedness in us and we have wickedness in, in our hearts that we may not even be aware of. And a lot of us think that our hearts are in a much better place or in much better condition than they, than they really are. The heart of a man is, is, is corrupt. Our hearts are corrupt and in a fallen state. And a lot of times it is due to the things that we have been through. And so in, in, in very subtle ways, we are, or for some of us, not so subtle, we are exhibiting or displaying the things that we have been through in our lives that have hurt us very, very deeply. And when our hearts are, are in a corrupt place, a lot of times we, we call evil good and good evil. It, it puts false colors on things. And, and a lot of times it it causes us to be self deceivers, self destroyers. We self sabotage and we cannot even figure out why we have people telling us to pray and to fast and to read the word and to worship. And, you know, and, and all of these things that we're struggling with will go away and, For some of us, we feel frustrated because we're like, what is going on with me that I have not been able to overcome some of these behaviors? And I'm telling you today to ease up off of yourself because a lot of times the things that we're doing, they are due to a corrupt heart, which is due to some of the hurtful things. That we have experienced in our lives, and so this is not to offer an excuse or, um, or to say that we can continue in this way in these ways because we just can't help ourselves. This is just for us to be more aware of what's going on with us, so that we can get the the proper help or take the proper steps to heal. Okay, so that that's what this is all about. It's not about guilt. It's not about shame. It's not about condemnation. It is only about us being able to recognize some of the areas of our lives that need to be changed and and putting ourselves in a position so that we can take the necessary steps toward change so that we can have a better quality of life in Christ Jesus. And so the third scripture that I wanted to share is Mark chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. And remember, I am talking about matters of the heart, and it's going to all come start, it's going to begin to come together for you if you just stay with me. Um, Mark 7, verses 21, 22, and 23. And it says, And he said, That which cometh out of the man that defileth the man for from within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts adulteries fornications murders thefts covetousness wickedness deceit lasciviousness an evil eye blasphemy pride foolishness Verse 23 says, all these evil things come from within that defile and defile the man. And so I encourage you to read this whole chapter, chapter seven of Mark, so that you can fully understand what's going on. But basically it was a conversation uh, about what defiles a man. And it was stated that, you know, they started talking about what people eat. And, and how what you eat defiles you. And the Lord you know he, he told them it's not what you're eating that defiles you because you know I have built a digestive sy- a digestive system that that expels what you eat. So when whatever goes in it comes out. He said what is defiling you is what's in you. It, it's, it's what's in your heart that defiles you. And he says it's from within your heart that evil thoughts and all of those other things that he listed come out. And so I'm going to talk about these 12 things that he lists in Mark chapter seven. And what I want you to do is evaluate whether or not you are having any challenges or if you recognize anything that I'm saying in you and then what I want you to do is take the necessary steps to deal with it and the reason that I want to do this is because I talk to so many women who have been hurt into certain behaviors they've been hurt into certain behaviors and sometimes the only you know the the way that i can get across what i'm trying to say is to share my own story and for me as a young girl i i was i was sexually molested and as you well know when a when a young girl goes through that there are certain things that that she's stripped of and that hurt um, it it hurts you into other self-destructive or other destructive behaviors. And so you know, for me, there are a lot of things that that I did as a result of that kind of pain, you know, that it it was self injurious, you know, and caused injury to myself and and it took me to get help to see why some of these behaviors existed and they were directly related to me being violated as a young woman, as a young girl. And so I hope that helps you to understand the direction that I'm going in. So what I want to do is, um, I want to Lord help me to say it right. I, I want to call your attention to some of the behaviors that are within you that are defiling you. And, and I want to encourage you and let you know that there is a reason why these things are happening. And then I also want to encourage you to get help if you need it so that you can better understand how some of the things that you've been through impact you and, and why some behaviors um, are a result of it. So I want to normalize for you some of the things that you may be experiencing, some of the things that are within you that are defiling you. I want to normalize that some of these things just happen when we are hurt or wounded in certain ways. I really hope that that makes sense. Sometimes when we are wounded, when things deeply hurt us, we are not aware of the behaviors that we're exhibiting, of the thought processes that we're having. We're not even aware that we're having these thoughts and behaviors because of what we've been through. And so, a lot of times, helping people or getting help to connect the dots, it's like once you see it for what it is, you have that aha moment, and then you're ready to work on your healing and your deliverance in Christ Jesus. Okay. And so, I'm going to talk about these 12 things that God mentions in Mark 7. Verses 21, 22, and 23. And these are things that defile us from within. And these things happen as a result of our corrupt hearts. And the corrupt heart happens sometimes as a result of things that we've been through. So what I am saying is the thing happens, the event, the the situation that really hurts. And then as a result of that, our hearts are scarred. As a result of our scarred hearts, we have some corruptness in there now. And as a result of the corruptness in our hearts, it begins to defile us. And as a result of that, we have these particular behaviors. I hope that that makes sense. And so the first thing that he mentions in, uh, Mark chapter seven, verse 21, as he lists them, things that come out of the heart of men that defile us. Evil thoughts is the first one. Evil thoughts are internal discussions, debate, disputes, imaginations and reasonings that are depraved, injurious, harmful, noisome. They are, they are thoughts that do not line up with the word of God. And so a lot of times when, when we hear the word as Christian women, evil thoughts, we automatically dismiss it and we don't even give it any thought because we're like, you know, it's nothing evil about me because evil is such an evil word, right? Evil is just evil and we don't want to be associated with that. And so when we see things like evil thoughts, we don't even take the time to think about it. And so I'm going to give you an example of a, of a evil thought that's subtle that we, we might miss. And so say for instance, if God is giving you instructions to do something and the first thing out of your mouth and you repeatedly say it, is I can't do it. I can't, I can't. And you have a gazillion reasons on why you can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Do you really know that that's an evil thought? It's an evil thought because you're having an internal discussion, a debate, a dispute in your mind. You're really reasoning in your mind why you can't do it when the word of God says that you can do all things. And sometimes when we have these evil thoughts and when it's stuff like that, like where we don't have confidence, like I can't God, I can't. You're telling me to do this and I can't. A lot of times that feeling, that lack of confidence is is due to things that we have experienced us that we have experienced in our lives that strips us of our confidence. Right. And, and we're not even aware of it. We're not even, we're not even aware of it. And so the evil thoughts, of course, that's something that's a little, you know, a, a little less serious or, or, you know, but then some of us have some evil thoughts, things that really just don't like quite line up with the word of God. And so that's, Number one, that's number one on the list that he says defiles us from within. It's our evil thoughts. The second thing, adultery and fornication, that's sexual sin. That's our sexual sin. And again, the perspective I'm talk, I'm speaking from today is us being hurt into certain behaviors and we can't quite figure out how to get out of it. And so that's what I'm addressing. So another thing that defiles us sometimes is adultery and fornication. It's the sexual sin. It's the sexual sin. And I don't know about you, but you know, I mentioned that I was, you know, what I went through as a young girl and it caused me to do some things that I'm not proud of to participate in some activities that I am not proud of. And I did not understand how my violation contributed to some of the choices that I made as a young girl again I was hurt into that and so you know we're talking about things that defile us and some of us have been hurt into these thoughts and these behaviors so sexual sin adultery and fornication and so then murders That's to be slain, to be slaughtered. And and this does talk about, you know, um, this does include actual physical murder. But um, I'd like to focus more on right now, you know, things that we do and say to kill certain parts of our lives and and the lives of others, like um, disparaging words like we're we're we we're mean spirited in the things that we say even to ourselves you know like we say to ourselves we're good for nothing or we say to ourselves um you can you you never get anything right or you're you're ugly you're you're fat you're this you're like we're killing our potential we're killing um our motivation we're killing relationships as a result of some of the things that we've been through in our lives. And so we murders is 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 another is another something that God lists that defiles us from within. Number four is thefts. That simply means just what it says is stealing. And, you know, I I have had clients that come to me and, and they have issues with, with stealing. And when you, when you, when you begin to talk to them and you, 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 you start talking about things that they have been through in, in their past, you can clearly see why they steal, you know, as a child, they stole because that's what they had to do to eat. You know, they stole because, you know, they didn't have school supplies. And the only way that they can have, they had their pencils and pens and things were to steal them from their classmates. You know, they were hungry. And so when lunchtime came, they would find a way to make it into the cubby, the cubby place and take somebody else's lunch bag, you know? And I know this sounds like it's, it's silly, but for some people, that is the beginning of some habits. And I have and I know of some women now, like right now today, they're very well off. and if, but if they're not careful, they'll just pick something up that doesn't belong to them and take it. Why why, why are they doing this? It's because of where that thing started. They were hurt in two these kinds of behaviors back then it was survival now it's just habitual and we don't we don't understand because no one is helping us to connect the dots as to why we are participating in certain behaviors or why we are thinking in a certain way and so i've named four of the 12 evil thoughts adultery murders thefts Covetousness is number five. Remember, I am talking about the things that the Lord lists, things that defile us from within, things that defile us from within, things that are in the heart place, things that cause the corruption in our hearts and they ultimately defile us. So we're talking about covetousness, which means avarice. That is by fraudulent extortion. So what this means is covetousness, it's, it's, it's an inordinate desire for gaining wealth. Like it's just out of control. Like it's covetousness. Like I have to have this. It's greed, basically. It's, it's an insatiable desire to gain. Like no matter what you have, it's not enough. The 180 pair of shoes that you have in your closet, even though you only wear five of the 180 pair, you need to buy more shoes. You have all the handbags that you ever would need and you have to buy one more. You have, you, you got to have more clothes. You, like it's like no matter how much you have, it's never enough. That's covetousness. And, 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 and we, we, we've been hurt into that too. You know, I've had clients that, you know, when they were younger, they, you know, they were bullied or they were teased because they didn't have stylish clothes. You know, they, 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 they they couldn't dress like everybody else. They couldn't do some of the things that other people did. And so when they get older, you know, these things, you know, the, the heart has been corrupted from that pain of being bullied, from that pain of not fitting in, from the pain of everybody being being able to wear Jordash jeans or Calvin Klein's and yeah, I'm going way back. I'm dating myself. And and you have on whatever your your mother or father could afford. And that kind of stuff, you know, unbeknownst to us, some of us, it's Stains our hearts and it causes pain and it begins to defile us. So now that we're grown women, you know, and we're doing well, we have too much of everything and we want more. This is not stuff that I am making up. It's in the word of God. I'm coming right out of Mark 7 verses 20 through 23. So covetousness, why do you need so much? What is that tied to? Do you need some help connecting the dots as to what happened in that heart space that is causing you to be so covetous? And so I know this stuff is not easy to hear, you know, especially if you are identifying with some of it, but I'm telling you, It's necessary. It's necessary for you to hear it so that you can start wrestling with God for your deliverance from it. And sometimes the wrestle includes bringing someone someone else in to help you see more clearly what's going on with you. So covetousness is number five. Number six is wickedness. Wickedness is a state of the heart. That is caused by the corruption of moral principles. It, it lacks holiness. It lacks holiness. It's like wickedness is, it's, it's like plotting sin, you know, and, and a lot of us, like when we say the word wicked, we don't want to associate ourselves with it. We don't, but it's in all of us. It's in all of us. So let me, let me give you an example. Like, um. So say, for instance, if you are a a woman that is participating, say you're a married woman. I'm just going to put it out there. And you are participating in an inappropriate relationship with someone other than your husband. I didn't say sex. It includes that. But I'm not saying that that's it. It could be emotional. It could be whatever. In order for you to have this particular relationship with another man outside of your husband, you got a plot and you got a plan because you don't you you can't get caught right and so that's wicked and and we don't we don't see it that way we we don't see it that way and so wickedness is is when you are you know you're doing things and 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 they lack godly principles you you're doing things that are are totally contrary to the word and the will of God and you're plotting and planning to do it. Like, it's not like you're just, you just happen to, um, wander into it. Like sometimes we find ourselves in a sinful place and we really did not plan it. It just, you know, I was faced with this choice and I made the wrong choice. I mean, it just, it happens just like that. But then some of us are in a place where we are plotting and planning our sin. And sometimes we are hurt into that. You know, we, we this is just what we do. And so, you know, that needs to be dealt with. So don't run away from words like evil and wicked and all of that kind of stuff, because sometimes that is what uh, us running from these words. And it, it stands between us and our deliverance because we don't want to see ourselves from a particular perspective when in all actuality, when we, when we can see ourselves in that place where we can, when when we can be true to ourselves about what's really going on, that's when we can begin our process to healing and deliverance. So wickedness is number six. Number seven is deceit. Deceit is when we deliberately mislead in order to instill, ensnare. It's leading a person to believe what is false or to not believe what is true. It's fraud, it's fallacy. And some of us have been hurt into being deceitful. I mean, you know, for, for some of us, our survival, our very survival back when we were younger or when we were you know, in our young adult life, in, in abusive relationships or whatever, whatever, whatever. We had to be deceitful in order to survive. And so now it's a way of life for us. And and we recognize it. Other people may have pointed out like you are so deceitful. Like, why can't you just be true to yourself? Why, why, why do you lie all the time? Like, what is this spirit of deceit that's on you? And where did it come from? It is defiling you. It's corrupting your heart. It's it's from that corrupt place in your heart. And so what happened? What happened to you? Who happened to you that caused you to begin living a life of deceit? Like I. You know, it, it's like, what happened? And, and, it, and, and, and if you recognize yourself in this and you want to come out of it, get the help that you need. And a lot of times the help that you need is in understanding the root cause of it. What happened? Who happened? to cause you to feel like you can't be true to yourself about certain things or that you always have to mislead. Like you, 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 you have to be deceitful. What, what slash who happened? Okay. The next thing that is listed in Mark seven in verses 20 through 23 is lasciviousness. That's looseness wantonness. It's like you have no restraint, lewdness It's indulgence of lusts. It's lustfulness. And like for some of us, like it, it gets to a point where we're not sneaking. We're not ashamed of it. We're just loose. We're just out there doing any and everything that we're big and bad enough to do. Um, lasciviousness has to do with, um, lust. It's the, the tendency to excite lust and promote irregular indulgences. And, you know, Ephesians four verses 17 through 19 says this, I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Having the, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And verse 19 says, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. And so, you know, I, I kind of got stuck on verse 18 it says having the understanding dark darkened a lot of us because of the pain that we have been through with the hurtful experiences that we've had our understanding is darkened and 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 it's from that place from that darkened place that we are um are participating in or doing things that defile us it's from the darkened place it's from those those painful places. It says having the understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Meaning we don't even know and understand that these things in certain ways have alienated us from God and they've taken root in our heart. And it goes on to say in verse 18, because of the blindness of our hearts. And so now our hearts are blind to the condition. We're blind. Our hearts are blind. And so what I'm saying is God knows and he understands. And a lot of us, we are doing things because we are operating out of a blind heart. We're operating out of a blind heart. And we're doing all kinds of things because of the corruptness and the, and the pain. Some of the things that we've been through that have caused us to, to it, it's caused our hearts to just be blind. We're not even aware that the, that the matters of our heart are, are now the issues in our lives and we have to deal with it. So lasciviousness, number nine is the evil eye. And that is simply jealousy. We're just jealous. We have a jealous spirit on us. And for some of us, we've been hurt into that. An example, you know, uh, some of us have older sisters and we've always felt like we have been in our old older sister's shadow and everything about our older sister is just perfect. And then there's me. She's tall and slim. I'm short and stout. She has beautiful hair, my hair, not so much. She doesn't have pimples. I have my face looks like a, look like a roadmap as a teenager. Um, she has all the friends. I'm socially awkward. You know, she makes straight A's. I struggle in, in, in school. My parents always make over her, you know, and I'm always in second place. Like, so you grow up, although you love your sister, you're jealous of her. And so then as an adult though, you know, because that was never dealt with, and that has taken root in my heart. My, I'm blind to blindness of my heart. I don't even have a clue that this has impacted me this way. And so now as, as an adult woman, I, I always feel like I'm inferior to my sisters, which causes me to feel jealous. I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous of what they have. I'm jealous of what they're doing, even though I'm doing well myself. I still feel jealous and it shows up in my relationships. It shows up in how I treat people. You know, it, it, it just shows up and you're, and you're wondering, where is that coming from? Sometimes we have to connect the dots in order to receive our healing. We have to understand what's going on with us, you know, so that we can walk out of these dark places And for some of us, we feel so down and so defeated because everybody can tell us what we need to do. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to pray more. You need to fast more. You need to worship more. You need to read more scripture. You need to come to Bible study more. Join the choir. Do this. Do that. Everybody can tell us what we need to do. And some of us are left feeling like, but how? How do I do it? I'm not even recognizing, we're not even recognizing what the root cause is. And God is telling us in this scripture, the root cause is because we are defiled within because of some of the hurts that we've experienced in our lives. And it needs to be dealt with. Don't run from it. Don't run from it. Face it head on. If you have, if you see yourself in some of these, these issues, the issues of life, if you see yourself in some of these issues, then listen, it's time to just work on it. God has listed them. He's laid them out for us. He said all these things come from within and defile the man. And, and so far I've covered evil thoughts, adultery and fornication, which is your sexual sin, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, evil eye, which is number nine, jealousy. I just finished covering that. And blasphemy is number 10. Blasphemy is contemptuous, reproachful or irreverent words, whether they be verbal or in writing toward God. And I said, Lord, how do I explain blas, blas, being blasphemous? You know, um, and I just want to be careful. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm just going to leave it here. A lot of us are hurting. Um, and our relationship with the Lord, like it's there, it's there. But there's a barrier, barrier between us and God because we feel like at our darkest moments, God wasn't there. We feel like he wasn't there. And, you know, while we are not blaspheming him, we're not reverencing him in the way that we should either because we still may be angry with him. Because when I needed him most, when this violation was taking place, when my mother turned her back on me, when this was going on, when that was going on, God, where were you? And because of that, we struggle in our relationship with him and we don't reverence him like we should. And we just need help with understanding and with seeing that even though it happened, even though that thing that hurt us so bad happened, God was still there. He was still there. And so I'm not trying to get off of topic with blasphemy, but for some of us, the contempt that we have toward God is because we're blaming him for not being there when we needed him most. And I'm telling you, sister, he was there. He was there. He was there, sister. He was there. He was there. He was there. Amen. And so the 11th thing is our pride. We're talking about things that defile us from within. It's pride, and you know what pride is. It's that haughty feeling. Like where you place yourself above everything and everybody. You're prideful. You're very prideful. I can't be seen in public unless I have this on or that on. You know, I have to I have to have on the top everything. You know, just pride, that reputation, the status thing. Where did that come from? What happened to that that is causing you this false sense of pride? Why, why do you have, why do you, why does how you feel about yourself depend upon what you are wearing and what you are driving and, and what kind of house you live in? And what kind of handbags you carry and how you, you know, like what, where did that come from? You know, were you stripped as a child or as a, as a teen or as a young adult? Did, Did someone strip you of, of, of your, of, of, of your sense of self? Were you belittled? Were you made to feel like you didn't matter? So now you pride yourself on all of the things that uh, are temporal. Where did this false sense of pride come from? The word of God says that pride cometh before the fall. Like where did this false sense of pride come from? Who or what hurt you into this false sense of pride. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. And the last thing that God lists as, um, the last thing on the list of things that defile us from within is foolishness. And foolishness is basically senselessness. Recklessness. So, The 12 things, evil things, verse 23 says, 12 evil things that come from within that defile us are evil thoughts, adultery and fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride and foolishness. And so a corrupt heart sends forth corrupt reasonings, which causes corrupt appetites and passions, which then cause corrupt words and behaviors. A corrupt heart sends forth corrupt reasonings. That's your thoughts, corrupt appetites and passions. That's your desires, which then cause corrupt words. And then your corrupt words turn into your behaviors. Some of us aren't even aware that our heart problems are at the core of our issues. God himself said that out of our hearts are the issues of life. How does this stuff get into our hearts to the degree that our hearts become corrupt? It's the things that we have been through in our lives that we haven't had help processing through. And these things now, they're in us and they're defiling us from within. And so, you know, I just want you, sisters, to just think about what the issues in your life are. You know, some that I've named here, maybe others. I want you to think about what the root cause was. If you can't figure it out, then get you some help so that you can overcome these things that reside within you that are defiling you. And so there will be a part 2 next week where I will talk more, I'll go into more detail about distorted thoughts because that's very important because out of some of the pain that we've experienced, we have we have we have now developed thinking that is off skew. And if those thoughts aren't corrected, we then begin to act out our thoughts. And it all began with, with some of the hurt that we've experienced. And so I hope that this has been helpful to you. And I just want to close with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that this word has reached the hearts of my sisters And I pray, oh God, that they will not be afraid of it, that they will not be afraid to look at the areas of their lives that are are, that defile them from within. I pray, oh God, that we will have the courage to, to look at it, to admit to it and to put the work in, oh God, so that you can clean us up. I know that you're willing to do it. You'll clean us up, God, but we first have to acknowledge it and we have to go through the process of of allowing you to clean us. So, Father, just have your way in our lives and continue to do with what only you can do with us. In Jesus name, I pray and give thanks. So, listen, visit my website to learn more about me and get connected. Shoot me an email and share your thoughts about this episode or other episodes. If you want to stay up to date on what's going on on the show, subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to rate and review me in the app as this helps spread the word and grow my listenership. I encourage you to share my podcast with everyone in your world that you think will benefit from it. And again, as I always do, Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to sharing with you next week. Until then, peace and love.